Hey there, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast has provided a lot of opportunities for me to talk with people about their wishes, fulfilling their wishes. And regardless of the desire, living in the end comes up just about every conversation. Living in the end, as Neville calls it, thinking from the end, living in the new state of consciousness is what that is. We move into that state of our wish fulfilled, and we think and live from that new state. We're no longer in the state of wanting that particular thing, but now in a state of having that. So how we see the world changes, how we live daily changes, what we think about changes, how we live our lives change or changes when we're dwelling in that new state, when we're living in the end. But I hear from folks that have problems with that, have trouble living in the end. And heck, I did too. Very often, I, you know, I would get frustrated. I would yell back at my phone listening to a Neville lecture. Sure, Neville. Sure, it's easy. Just live in the end. <laughs> well, I've got really, really good news for you. You ha have never had any problem with living in the end. You're doing it right now. We're always living in the end of some assumption. Look around you. Look at your world, your circumstances, everything that you're experiencing. I'll give you a moment to take it all in. <laughs> now, give yourself a high five. You are experiencing all of these things by your living in the end. Your present experience is the evidence of your faith, your loyalty to your assumptions. They're here because of your persistence in living in the end. You've been living in the end of all sorts of things your whole life and never really put a name to it. From the 1953 lecture, The Power of Awareness, Neville says, we look upon the world as, I would say, a manifestation of consciousness and the whole vast conditions of men, but revelations of individual states of consciousness. We distinguish between the individual identity and the state of consciousness that it occupies. You are an eternal being. The real you is the imaginative you personified for us in our gospel as Christ Jesus, but man doesn't know it. But this is your real being. This being is your wonderful imagination. When we speak of the revelation of state, we simply mean that the state in which the real you for a moment abides objectifies itself as the condition and the circumstances of your life. If you are dissatisfied with the conditions of life, there is no possible way of changing them unless you first change the state from which you view the world. For the state from which a man observes the world determines the world that man describes. For the world that is described from observation must be, as thus described, relative to the describing observer. 
Your world is as you see it because that's how you see it. <laughs> in the lecture, Live in the End, Neville quotes Robert Frost as saying, we are always imagining ahead of our evidence. As we imagine or assume a state and live in the end, live from that new state, whether it's harmful or wonderful, we will very soon, if not immediately, see the evidence or the revelation of that state in our life. If you would just decide to start paying attention to the link between your circumstances and your assumptions, you'll begin to see how the outside world is only a reflection of your inner activity and not the other way around. I want to repeat that. You'll begin to notice that the outside world is only a reflection of your inner activity and not the other way around. There's freedom in realizing this. Oh, absolute freedom. By paying attention to my inner activity, my mental diet, my assumptions, my thoughts throughout my day, I can see what I'm living in the end for. I might imagine a scene that implies a particular wish is fulfilled and then go about my day. But if my inner activity hasn't changed, then I'm not living in the end of that desire's fulfillment. My reactions will always betray my state. I can repeat affirmations until my lips turn purple. I can imagine scenes until my head hurts, but my reactions will always tell me the state I'm actually in. For me, living in the end doesn't apply to just my imaginal experience. I'll give you an example. Back when I was really struggling with trying to find that feeling, actually find the state of financial freedom and dwell in it daily, I would imagine financial freedom. And then I would find that feeling, okay, I got it. I got it. I'm done. And then I would get a text from Kim about maybe having to go shopping or paying some school bill, school fees, for one of my children. And then my reaction would come from that state of lack, not from the state of financial freedom. I could tell because I reacted badly. <laughs> I freaked out and immediately started arguing with Kim in my imagination. That's the mental conversations that Neville is talking about. When we automatically have these conversations in our imagination with someone, you know, you think about someone that did you wrong maybe at work or at, in your family or some friend, and you automatically have this conversation come up and you're telling them off or you're remembering what they did and you're really nailing them with some verbal insults in your imagination. Well, those little automatic reactions will tell you what state you're in. I cannot move into a state for a moment and then continue behaving the same way I was prior to the movement. If there's no change in my inner and my outer activity, then I'm not living in the end relative to that particular desire. And I used to lie to myself. Like in that example I just told you. No, I'm living in the end of financial freedom. And I would smile at Kim. Yeah, everything's great, babe. Oh, no, we're good. But inside, 
I was freaking out, worrying about how I'm going to keep the electricity on, how we're going to cover the next round of bills. I wasn't really living in the end of financial freedom. If you've been listening to me for the past nine months now, you know that we're rebuilding our home after last year's hurricanes that hit our area. Two hurricanes within six weeks of each other. In a video I posted several weeks ago, I took you through our house and described how I live in the end. Even though the house isn't where we want it yet, it's still being rebuilt. Well, since then, I've had plenty of, uh, <laughs> plenty of opportunities to check in on my state, notice the state I'm reacting from. When a mistake is made that seems to delay the project, I've had the opportunities to react to it, to explode, to kick and curse and threaten. And I've had the opportunity to remain in my chosen state, continue living in the end. There were a couple of times in the past few weeks when I reacted in a way that showed me my state and it wasn't my chosen state. So what did I do? Now in the past, I would have dropped into a doom loop, getting upset at myself for getting upset, wringing my hands and worrying that I messed the whole thing up. Now I have to start over. Now though, I move immediately back into my chosen state. Early on, when I noticed my inner activity, I began asking myself a simple question. If I'm living in the end of this wish, would I be reacting this way? Would I be sweating the details if I'm living in the end, living from that wish fulfilled? And my answer was always no. I found if I'm at the point of asking myself that question, then I really already know I'm not in my chosen state because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. By doubting my assumption and reacting as if I'm still in the state of lacking whatever it is, I'm calling God a liar. God is my awareness of being. If I believe anything is possible for the one believing, then what am I doing behaving as if I don't believe it? When I find myself trying to figure out what to do, what to say, stressing over things, then I know I'm not living in the end. And my body will tell me that as well. Neville calls our bodies emotional filters. And mine gives me all the information I need about my state. It's my first responder. If I'm lost in thought, worrying about my next step, discomfort shows up in my body. And I usually notice it in my face. The muscles will start to ache from all the clenching. It doesn't happen as often now, but it still does. And when it does, I move right then. I don't put it off. How can you tell if you're living in the end? Well, if you're at the point of wondering, it's a good bet you're not living in the end of that particular wish fulfilled. When it came to financial freedom, I started paying attention to how I experienced shopping and paying the bills and how I felt about giving my daughter a weekly allowance. When it came to health, how am I reacting to the latest news or that pharmaceutical commercial I just saw or my doctor's comments about my cholesterol? 
a biggie for me was that moment after I brushed my teeth and lay down for the night. If I hadn't been living in the end that day, then a torrent of thoughts would rush in. Oh, an onslaught of doubts and worries and fears, and I could feel my body tense up. When you notice you're not living in the end, don't worry about it. Just remind yourself that you've already experienced the fulfillment in imagination. So it must appear in your world. And if you'd like, revise whatever it was that knocked you out of your state, if you know what it was. But you don't have to go on a hunt for something to revise. Just move right then. Move into the state of your wish fulfilled right then, as if you never were knocked out of it. That's a revision as well. When I notice I'm reacting from a different state, one that isn't my wish fulfilled, I end up having a good chuckle at myself because for those few moments, I know I got lost in the state. In that moment of awareness, I feel the stress dissolve because I am the one aware of the situation, not the situation, not the problem, nor am I the state that produced it. I am the awareness that moved into that state and objectified the results of that state. That moment of noticing is all I need to get back into my chosen state. I don't watch horror movies that much anymore, but when I did, a good movie for me was one where the bad guy or the monster, the villain, whoever this evil thing was, you know, the longer a movie could go hiding uh, or the longer it could go before it revealed who or what the antagonist was made the movie better for me, more suspenseful, more entertaining. If they revealed it too soon, I lost all interest in the movie. I could willingly suspend my disbelief and really get into the story and feel the fear that the stars of the show were feeling or the characters of the show were feeling. But as soon as the villain was revealed, even if it's some hideous computer-generated thing, I was done. The suspense was gone for me. I was no longer lost in that story. It's the same way with my life. If I am so lost in my state, consumed by the facts and worrying about all the ways tomorrow will be even worse, then I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the story. But when I take a moment to notice, to ask myself, am I this problem? Am I? Or am I, am I the one imagining it? Am I the one aware of it? Is this really a problem? Is it? <laughs> it's like the big reveal in the film. <sighs> it's just a story I was believing. Another story I bought into. Temporarily. And in that moment, I feel all the tension and all the fear and worry run right out of me. No need to worry about the details of the story or even the climax of it. I've already seen the very end. I'm living there, knowing that everything worked out perfectly, regardless of what I'm seeing on the screen in my life. I've already seen the end. Neville asks, if you say you believe imagining creates reality, 
then what are you doing not imagining your wish fulfilled now? I was all over the place a few years ago, and what it came down to was that I really didn't believe to the point of knowing that imagining creates reality. Not just for the big things in life, but my entire human experience is coming from the states I dwell in. If you're at that point, like I was, where you're still wondering if imagining really creates all of reality, then get to testing it, practice it, play with it. I've done a couple of episodes recently about how important I think it is to practice the art of imagining. It's like a relationship. When you meet someone, you don't instantly become best friends. You get to know one another. You build a rapport. And the more you interact, the better you know that other person, the closer you get, and then trust builds up. Now, there aren't two. There is only one I am. But it's the same way with who we think we are and who we really are. You will begin to trust imagination completely as you build that relationship with yourself, with your true self. How can you do that? How can you build that relationship if you only turn to it for the one big thing three times a day and then you run amok the rest of the day, reacting to everything, the news, co-workers, traffic? One thing I noticed about how I wasn't living in the end was what I believed about studying Neville and teachers that taught what Neville taught. I'd start my day lining up which lectures I'd listen to and which one I'd read that day as well. I'd constantly search online for more teachers similar to Neville, and I would join any group I could that mentioned Neville. I would search Facebook for Neville, Neville Goddard, and any, any group that mentioned it, yep, join, join, join. I was in this search mode, always assuming from the moment I woke up that I had more to learn and not there yet. And I'd even go to sleep with Neville playing in my earbuds. I was living in the end, but not the end of my wish fulfilled. I was living in the end of not quite getting it. Two questions that move me back into my chosen state are these. Would I be worrying about this or reacting this way if I were living in the end of my wish fulfilled? And the other question, what end am I living in right now? What end am I living in right now? Try it. And when you notice reactions, worries, doubtful thoughts popping up, ask yourself, what end am I living in right now? If it isn't your chosen state, don't wait. Move right then. Get back into that feeling. Remind yourself, I've already experienced the end. I've already experienced my wish fulfilled. So it must appear in my world. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.